Well, hello and welcome to this episode of I Love Energy Medicine Radio. My name is Nick Hansinger. I'm the president of Energy Mastery. I'm here with... Siobhan Ran, CEO and founder. Siobhan, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. I'm excited for our topic because this is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's really intriguing too, the energetic law of language. Uh, I can't wait to dive into this. Uh, and I know that uh, I know that you're going to have some amazing gems to I share with us. I have just even hearing that title. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, I really like that title. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's it, it's it's one of the metaphysical laws, you know, because words are something that we can't see, so it lies in that unseen world. And I think there are a lot of times with something like this or some of the other metaphysical laws is that well, if I can't see it and I can't touch it, well it must not be that important. It doesn't really have an impact. <laughs> and I, uh, I think we're going to unravel that little mystery today and take a dive into that. So tell us, tell us about the energetic law of language. Okay, so I'm going to give a story about myself uh, because this is how I came to awareness around this and have always known this. So it's one of those, hmm, okay, this is why we do energy mastery, mainly because of this very beginning of, you know, the part of my life. So all of my life, I have been sensitive, as my mother would say, you're so sensitive. Well, I was actually sensitive to people's energy, and I could really tell what was happening before it was going to happen with them. And that's not like the clairvoyance part. It was really the sensitivity to the energy. And so in my world, we had folks coming in and out of our home. And, you know, we had a busy home. I was the oldest of three. And I kind of had my own little fiefdom for the first four years of my life. And who knows what that bred, but I remember first time this energy of words got me, and I was about three years old, and I was sitting somewhere in front of uh, in front of a screen. I'm going to say it had to have been a television, and uh, I remember telling my mother something about what was happening on the energy of the of the show or whatever I was watching, etc. And I remember the energy, not necessarily exactly her words, but I remember the energy of her words. And it was really like, don't ever say this again. This is bad. Don't ever tell anybody you know these things. And that was really profound because it meant that this, you know, this sensitivity, this, you know, people call it a gift now, but uh, this gift it was a bad thing. And I had to come up with my own formula. And so I would either go toward people, move away from people, be in certain circumstances where I would, you know, use some of the tools we teach in energy mastery, interestingly. And I would actually deal with my energetics that way based upon the energy of what people were, the energy of what people say, were saying, not necessarily the exact words. So that really, really affected me. And when I remember having this conversation when I was living in Philadelphia and I was, I don't know, the executive, the CEO's executive assistant, I don't know, some high, high, 
high enough job that it was like I was responsible for the people in the office, but not the office manager. So, and I remember on the floor, I could, and we've all heard this saying, cuts like a knife, stabbed in the back, mm-hmm. et cetera. We've all yep. heard these sayings, you know, a little evil eye, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I remember being so sensitive in this particular one particular day of the conversation that was happening on the other side of the building, on the other side of the building, but it was all about me. And I knew that they were having a cluster conversation about me, and it was not good. It was horrific. Not good, right? And I, it really felt to me like I was just being sliced and diced. And I remember that whole conversation. It was really kind of fascinating. And I actually went in and chatted with my boss about it. And he was not the kind of person who really was open or receptive to it. But I was just like, all right, I've had enough. This is it. And for me to get to that point, it had to be a lot. And so finally, he brought the office manager and me in the office, and she finally admitted it after he really, really came down on her hard. And so that was my first, you know, like, that was a whole bunch of experiences that led to that circumstance to being like, see, I knew they were talking about me, and I knew it was horrific, and I knew it was bad juju. (laughs) So people are exposed to this on a day-in and day-out basis, but they've become numb. I never did. And so I developed tools for it. Yeah, it's interesting to me that you never shut that down. No. I think that speaks a lot in and of itself. But I've spoken with a lot of people on the phone who have had similar experiences and say, well, that was the moment. You know, they recognize that as the moment that those sensibilities stopped yeah. or were so greatly diminished. And now here it is 20 years later or more. And they're still trying and in that search to reclaim that part of themselves. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Well, I, for one, am grateful that you did not do that. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Uh, Now, when we talk about those words, is it, so I think a lot, one of the big questions is like, is it actually in the word? So people use swear words, for example, in many different ways. So there's the funny website out there about the F word and all the funny different uses for it. And what does it mean? And and all these different phrases that you can use that and all all the meanings of it. And they're radically different. So the intention behind them is different. How does that affect the actual word? If it, if at all, or is the word, the the word is a word. Yeah. I'm going to use a different word. So I'm going to use the word. Fair enough. Yeah. H A T E. (laughs) Okay. So the reason I spell that word is because no matter what you do to that word, it is always going to harm, send harm, or be harmful energy to another. Even if you're just kidding. Like uh, teenagers kind of tend to get into the I blah, 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 this, or I mm, that, H-A-T-E, that, et cetera, et cetera. And the fact of the matter is I did this experiment when I first created pieces to this, you know, to get around this, I decided to eliminate that entire word from my vocabulary or being around anybody who was, who was using that, I would just walk away. And dang, if I didn't feel like a thousand percent happier. 
And so I started uh, analyzing it in my little scientific brain. I started analyzing, well, what is that? How does it work? You know, what is the energy of it? And it's really sharp and it's really cutting and it's very, very, uh, it's like sending a bomb over to somebody that is going to blow them up. And so if we take that word and say, okay, even when we're playing around with it, we're still doing something harmful and negative. And words do have an energy to it. So the word is important, but the energy around the word is even that much more important. So it's always the energy is going to get created based upon the emotion. And then it's going to be slung out of our mouth and it's then going to do its job. And words are designed to do a job. They're not just mm. throwaway words. They're a tool. Yes, a tool. exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So regardless of the intention behind it, the word, it's, it's, if you're throwing a hammer, even if you're throwing that hammer with love, you're still throwing a hammer. Yeah, right? it's still going to cause a bruise, if break not break something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think... One of the ways that I hear people try to clean that up is through affirmations. That's a really big, uh, really big topic for people and something I know a lot of people have been mindful of. So they have this understanding that, well, your words matter and what you're speaking matters. Okay, so I'm going to clean that up with affirmations and I'm going to speak my success into being and I'm going to speak my health into being and, and continue with the affirmations. And I'm wondering if you can speak just a little bit about that methodology and some of the missing pieces yeah. around that. Yeah. So affirmations are nice. However, imagine a gauze uh, filled with good medicine being put over a wound that has not been cleaned out. It doesn't matter how good the medicine is. It doesn't matter how effective the medicine is. It is going to cause a problem because the wound has not been cleaned out, because the old has not been removed. And so the problem with affirmations is it's nice. It's going to take you 100 times longer. And if you, you know, this is why we do, that's why we teach energy mastery. That's why we talk about it. That's why we, you know, really explore it on so many different levels is really to help folks clean up that energy. So if you're going to use an affirmation, well, one, generally people use funky affirmations and they're just long haul word, long haul phrases or paragraphs. And it's like, uh, no. <laughs> and, and then they put the affirmation over the problem and the problem never gets solved. And it's going to be ineffective and then you're going to quit. And then you say, oh, they don't work. And it's like, well, the sequence is out of order. Right. Right. Words are incredibly powerful when they're in the right sequence. Exactly. So there, but there's, there's a really important piece there. And, and that's where, to me, the energy mastery tools come in when you think about the word. Okay. So this is how I think about it in my mind. Anyway, you think about the word in itself and it's got a tone and let's say it's a nasty word that's got a nasty tone to it. And so you speak that maybe you're just saying it out of laziness or habit or whatever that might be, but you speak it out and it's, it gets, now it's out in, in your world. So it's in your container. And the more of those that you speak out, the more that they wind up on your container and your container gets to be a mess. Like that little energetic bubble, those things around you that you happen to walk around with. 
And then certainly then we're walking around in the world and other folks may not have the sensibility or the awareness or the care. It may not even be important to them to manage how they speak their words. And so we're walking through that and interacting with them, just like you described in, in that, that story about the office. Well, now that's all over you too. So the importance of cleaning up that energetic becomes absolutely paramount to even have, I think, a, a, a chance to start to clean up your own language in a really meaningful way and have that make an impact in your life. Does, does that make sense? Is that like, am I missing anything there? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I was, I was really taught this language of uh, the power of words and, and the law of the word and the law of the language from my dad. And it was really huh. be careful what you say always. And little did he know, he was teaching me something, you know, as a concept. He, he didn't give me a whole lot of depth, but as a concept that it would profound, be profoundly beneficial to me and many others. And also to taking folks into all the places of how we are lazy with our language. Yes. Yeah. It's so important. And it, it reminds me. It sounds like I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but hopefully some of our listeners will enjoy this. Uh, I've, you know, as you know, Siobhan, I've not been too shy about it, although I have some reservations, but I've been, I've been into the Harry Potters lately, yeah. the magic. And, and I can tell, I can just tell by listening to you, like you're totally magic, like you're pure blood magic. <laughs> I think I, I'm more of a muggle born. Like my, my folks were, they were more muggles. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Hermione was muggle born, but regardless. Uh, there's a great quote in there where Dumbledore talks about... We're going to delete the, this from this recording, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, the, this is the fun part. So he says, words are, in my most humble opinion, our most inexhaustible source of magic, mm. capable of both inflicting energy and remedying it. And that, like your dad taught you that. Like, that's so amazing that that was there. And I see all these little things hiding in kind of hiding in plain sight the the more you look like when you have eyes to see it, it, it continues to reveal itself which I think is one of the most magical things about the whole journey mm -hmm. so to bring us back to that there's a flip side of that because it says right there both inflicting energy and uh, injury and remedying it and I hear people and and talk to people where they become they become aware of this but they also become so uh, afraid that they're going to speak something into being that they don't actually want to speak the truth yeah. to really be honest about where they are. So it creates kind of a double bind. If I, if I understand it correctly, can you speak a little bit more about that? Yeah. So if you're so afraid to speak that you're going to speak the wrong thing, then you won't speak anything. And I think the only downside of my mother doing that is I was really quiet and mm. I really assessed before I was going to speak. Now, the fact is I didn't assess forever and I didn't not speak. Uh, so I used it properly. And generally what we find, I have found over the past many years, is people have held so many things so deeply or closely to the chest that they've become wound into their deep energetics and we need to create a new solution for that. So what happens is we, we uh, 
un- use the tools to unwind that treasure so that all of those funky words that have gotten ingested unintentionally really can release or get healed and move into another space, gone, resolved, and so that the real true magic of the person shows up. The magic of the soul shows up. (laughs) The magic of the soul. Yes, yes. Uh, And it's interesting that you speak about that. To me, that is one of the most magical things about energy mastery is the component that really deals with words, but also deals with the mind and the emotions and the psychology that has created the energy that was there that was done intentionally or unintentionally, you know, mostly just, I think, unintentionally getting lazy with the language or whatever that might be. And that's really powerful. Can can you just give us a little tidbit about what inspired you to create that? Was it this understanding or was there something else that inspired you to create the Paramita system and the tools around that? Oh, yeah, great question. So what I kept seeing when I was using the energetics, because that's how I solved my initial problem, uh, and I kept it solved. And what I remember happening is a guy came to me and he's like, I still have this thing. And and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The energy is correct. Oh, his brain was attached to the problem, the pain, all, all of the things that Western medicine told him. And so that was actually the first genesis of, okay, I got to create something. And so I started fooling around with it as to what can I do to unwind what the brain has insidiously created as a problem, maybe an unknown problem, truthfully. And what can I do that's really simple and elegant? And, you know, I've hundreds of papers with lots of different words and stuff that's been thrown out there. And you know, it was, it's kind of like a map, but really what it is, is it's, uh, it's a way to get the brain to unlock those problems with ease and mm. grace. And it's also a way to get the opportunity for instant health, healing, whatever that is, turned around through the use of the energy and the words. So there had to be an energetic component. It had to be a mind-word component. And that's the piece of unlocking those hooks in our DNA that have been placed from holding on to something so deep and profound that maybe we don't even know is there. And so that's why that system got brought forth. Yeah. And in my own experience with using that, well, certainly with myself, but but especially with, uh, with clients, is that is the overwhelming theme. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea that I had that. I had no idea that I was thinking that or that was what was really under there. And, and it speaks back to that having a, having number one, having a system, because when you're dealing with the mind, you can really go off the rails with that in any which direction, especially if you're trying to do it yourself. And so having a system to do that and also having uh, somebody to help usher you through that until you really have the, uh, until you really have the tools and the skills to do that for yourself. So if you want to have a conversation about that, it's iloveenergymedicine.com. And that's the place to start that conversation, to start to peel back some of those layers, to see what's really going on, and to find your best path forward. So Siobhan, any, I mean, we could go on, on, on and on. on I just think I have one more thing I want to add. 
Yeah, please. So what I have heard from folks since, gosh, you know, since I was a teenager, is you ask the questions that really go and touch me so deeply that there can't help but be some shift. And I didn't know that that was a cool thing. <laughs> um, I know I do it. I know I've always done it. And, and that can be hard and that can be harmful or that could be healing. And so the, all of the processes we put in place or I put in place and, and now you're implementing is that uh, so the people can take this and use this on their own so that whatever is going on in their world, they can do it with much more ease and flow and heart and grace. So I think that's the only thing, other thing I want to add other than great topic. Yeah, super cool topic. I'm sure that we'll be coming out with something a little more substantial around this that dives into some of the deeper layers. Uh, but in the meantime, the best thing to do is, is simply have a conversation. You, know, you talk about using your words to heal rather than harm. Use your words to have a conversation. Use your fingers to click into that. And <laughs> I, I love it. I love energy. Uh, I love energymedicine.com and you'll find the resources there to be able to just fill out a form, let us know you're here, raise your hand and say, yeah, I'd love to I'd love to have a conversation about what can shift in my life to have it be even more awesome or to solve some of the things that have been frustrating for you. So that's iloveenergymedicine.com. Siobhan, thank you so much for this amazing topic. And I can't wait for the next episode to see what, what comes out next time. Thank Me you. Too. Namaste. Namaste.